Comedy. 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 Ciao. Welcome to the Comedy Hall. Perfect. Ciao, guys. Talk about hosting or feasting. No, hosting. Feasting. No, hosting. Damn it. Feasting. No, hosting. So, at the Comedy Hall, we are... We are... So we are this. What is the comedy? I would start. We're comedy. Yeah, yeah. Comedy Hall is a comedy collective. Yeah, and it's run by us. So the three of us, with the help of Irina, as uh, PR for PR and for many other things, she helps out. Um, and who are we? We are. Who are we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who are you, B? So I am Beatrice Rossano. Beatrice Rossano. I am Beatrice Rossano. Which, by the way. All my life, I was like, Beatrice is like an old lady's name, but Beatrice is like, it's a great name. We still are not talking about hosting. I'm getting to know you. I'm Jordan Thomas Gray. I'm American. I'm a comedian and a musician and an F-list TikTok celebrity. Oh, and also you have a serial killer's name. Do I? I think I have an author's name, an author who's a serial killer. That's true. Who writes about serial killing? Weren't all people who are assass like who assassinated presidents? Oh, like John Wilkes Booth. Exactly. They all have three names. Yeah. Lee Harvey Oswald, Jordan Thomas Gray. Do you do Jordan Thomas Gray when you introduce yourself as like? Um, I prefer Jordan Thomas Gray because there are fewer Jordan Thomas Grays yeah, Jordan than Gray Jordan Grays. There are yeah. quite quite a few. Is it like popular to have two names uh, in US, or is it just like your family? It uh, everyone middle, has names, middle names. Yeah, everyone yeah. has yeah, a you middle do? name. Yeah, yeah. What's your middle name? name? Joshua. Oh my goodness! Now yeah. we will be you will be Joshua forever. No, that's I, my least favorite brother. Ariel name. Joshua Bialski. Really? Uh, AJ, AJ, JB. yo, what's up? It's AJ, guys. What's up? Going oh, on? Right here AJ from this side, it's AJ. Name. No, I'm Ariel Bielski, the only Ariel Bielski in the entire world. Uh, there's no other person named Ariel Bielski. Do you check on Facebook? I uh, know because my family got killed off by the Nazis, huh. but uh, except for a few, and I'm one of those few. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't born uh, that long ago, but uh, I'm I I host on Tuesdays show and uh part of the comedy whole community just like you guys you listeners by the way our names are interesting like ariel <laughs> is the name of the mermaid yes like this is the first thing probably of people course. tell you right totally and why is it like a male name in canada or no 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 i'm not, i'm it's very rare i met your one. mom told you were a girl and then Ariel no, it's yeah. it's yeah, it's like a Jewish name, and oh. my dad. So my mom named the daughters, and my dad named the son, and uh, he named me after the Israeli defense minister slash f- former, I think, prime minister or president. I, f- I don't know much about Israel, but uh, Ariel Sharon, which is a controversial figure, if you're into Israel or if you're not. So that's cool that I was named after him. I'm named after a river. I am named after no one. Like I am also the, and I'm not the only Beatrice Rossano. Like I search on Facebook. There's a lot. And there is a girl with gigantic boobs. You got good boobs. No, but like if you search Beatrice Rossano, there is me and then there is this girl with gigantic boobs. But like over the top fake boobs? Yeah. Oh. Fake or real? I, I don't know, guys. I don't know this girl. I just it's saw the her. boobs, all right? Is it this one? That's me. No, no. Then that's, there is. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. No, no. There There's is a like, few. There's yeah. There are like a few, but it's. Uh, oh, okay. I see which one you're talking about. Uh, well, yeah. the and listeners don't. Now everyone. Oh yeah, yeah. Are, she, so that's yeah. Fake. Those are fake. Yeah. So my name is Beatrice Rossano. You can follow me on Instagram. Uh, I prefer Instagram honestly than Facebook. I don't use. Yeah, Facebook. yeah, yeah. You're friends with this other one that works at ISIS. Yeah. Uh, is that? Are with, you worried about having that's that connection? That's weird. I will unfollow this girl <laughs> you see uh, but yeah so uh, with the guys here uh, we founded this collective called the Comedy Hall uh, and uh, we are we host shows we produce shows actually because what we are doing here is not just uh, having uh, open mics but literally producing uh, shows yeah and uh, with the help of Bea and Jordan uh, definitely pushes us all to do more and more shows so we started a show on Sunday at a bigger venue as a showcase. 
and even like going to other cities and other countries to do more shows. Yeah, and I also believe that uh, we started this recently. Like we Very founded recently. the Comedy Hall like a month ago now well, or more. More, two, more, months, two, months, two months. Okay, two months and fuck, we have shows packed. I got a, I got a text and today also, from a crack up comedian saying that, wow, Warsaw Comedy is taking off. Yeah. yeah, I get texts like that often from people yeah, in different yeah, yeah. cities. Yeah, yeah. I also got same same message from someone from Krakow because people see what we are doing. Like yesterday, I was talking with the uh, comedians from Italy, with which we will have the show mm-hmm. in Italy, and they were like, "Oh, we see a lot. You are doing so much. You perform every day, every, almost every day." Yeah, because uh, we found out that actually. Uh, Working all together is beneficial for all the shows. Absolutely. And the uh, help of the audience, guys, of you, uh, it's very important. Like, we need your support as much as we uh, need comedy in our life. Yeah, totally. And I, I think that that's a, that's a huge thing to uh, help each other out because Warsaw, I mean, you know, it's a Polish-speaking place because we're in Poland. But there's not only Polish people speak English here, obviously, but there's lots of people who are from all over the world who are living here. And so it's relatively small compared to a city of the same size who all speak English and would all go to comedy shows. Um, it's very beneficial for all of us to help each other out. And so even on a Sunday show, there is another Sunday show that goes on weekly. Mine happens once a month or twice a month. I have to talk it out with the host to make sure that the comedians don't overlap and that they can get there on time for the other show. And so it's really beneficial for us to help each other out as opposed to being like, Oh, there's a Tuesday show and you want to do a Wednesday show. Well, the audience is well, so tiny. Yeah. yeah. Also, I think the, um, the type of audience is changing. What I mean is that, uh, since we are doing so much promo people that really want to see comedy, they're coming to shows, not only people that have nothing to do, for example, on Wednesday, it's more like, Oh, I want to see comedy. So they come with a comedy perspective and they are much more open-minded to love, also to dark comedy jokes. Uh, because comedy, for me, it means freedom of yeah. speech. And uh, when the audience, when... I don't want to call them audience. Uh, when the member of our community, uh, they come to our show, um, they, they love support freedom of speech. They don't only support comedy in general. Yeah, yeah, and also we don't have the same issues as uh, I know in Canada happens and in the States where it's like, you, you know, there's other shit going on in Poland and yeah. the, the government has uh, certain things that people protest against. There's, of course, the Ukrainian war, all sorts of stuff that it's like real shit. And so if you say fuck or cunt, no one's going to be like, what? This ruined my life. They'll be like, <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. a fucking war going on. We don't mm-hmm. give a shit about you saying cunt. So it's, uh, I, I do think that it's actually, yeah, you're right. The audience is very savvy and I've even experienced where someone enjoys a set I did that's amazing. And then I do a terrible set and they're like, well, you're trying shit out. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I feel the same that especially regulars, they, they come to support also our growth. Like they see, like for example, I did, uh, I bombed on Sunday, uh, but I was very comfortable and I stayed on stage eight minutes yeah. just because I felt I could bomb and still people would come to the next show to see the growth of my set, for example. Yeah. And then inst- indeed, they out, like I was talking with uh, some member of our community outside uh, the show and they were like, oh, but that's fine. That's comedy. I mean, we are yeah. here. We want to see. We love this. Uh, we really want to see uh, how you guys are improving uh, day by day, month by month. There's yeah, this I love that. Comedian I like you talked about when you go to see a comedy show, you're paying for the attempt. Yeah, you know, it's like <laughs> evil can evil. You know, <laughs> if he crashes, like you know, we're here to we're here to watch. Yes, yeah, try to see if some something, something happens. True, and keep that keep in mind that all of us started quite recently, mm-hmm. so we're not we're not huge vets. We've been doing this maximum two years. Uh, not I started less. in November. So. Yeah, exactly. So it's like we're, we're quite fresh, quite new, uh, but we're creating our own community here in Warsaw, Poland. So 
Warsaw, Poland. Warsaw, Poland. <laughs> Not Warsaw, Texas Warsaw, or Warsaw, Massachusetts. Also, if Americans listen to this, you have to say Warsaw, Poland and maybe even Europe because <laughs> Americans are, they don't fucking know anything. I'm very stupid. Yeah. We've got an American here. I'm yeah. teasing him. Is it me? That's true. Yes. Oh. See, what a fucking idiot. <laughs> hosting. Should we talk about hosting? Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, so talking about the comedy hall. So we host shows. Ariel hosts show Tuesday and me and Jordan, we co-host uh, show on Wednesday. Yes. Uh, and Ariel, talking about, you were actually uh, one of the first guys hosting a English comedy show here in Warsaw, if I'm not wrong. In the new, in the new kind of post-COVID yeah. times. Because there were shows, of course, beforehand, uh, so I did not start the comedy, com- like stand-up comedy in Warsaw. There were comedians beforehand, like Andre and Ravi. And there's also, of course, uh, Polish stand-up here. Um, but after there was nothing going on post-COVID, uh, I started a show on Tuesdays in order to start up again. Basically, I started it in a different way than you guys uh, that where I, I just wanted to get better at comedy. And so I just started to show and I had no kind of aspirations besides I just need to do this in order to get better at it. And it was really you guys coming in and having a sense of uh, more purpose than just getting better at comedy, but kind of build not only building a community, but building a, I don't know what you would call it. A, a I guess. Yeah, a vision, a vision with, you know, promotion and and understanding of your audience that really gave me a kick in the ass where I was like, oh, this is like, oh, yeah, this makes sense. I I should have done this from the beginning. But uh, again, I only had a vision of I need to get better at comedy. And so um, so it's thanks to you guys that you, you know, you had that vision. Well, if it weren't for your show, I wouldn't have done comedy and Beatrice wouldn't have if uh, they weren't for the other show. Yeah. Sure. And, yeah. Sure. That's true. And but I started, I started uh, the early version of this just because there weren't enough shows. I was like, if I'm only performing once, maybe twice a week, yeah, I'm not going to, for five minutes, yeah. not going to get good enough. So same motivation. And Beatrice especially came in with like, no, let's build like an economy. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Ecosystem. And Bea yeah. always, t- like for instance, I love sitting on my ass and doing nothing and Bea will text ideas constantly. <laughs> Sometimes and, she will scream them in voice memos. <laughs> and, and as much as I'm like, oh God, you're interrupting my alone time. It is, it is amazing to see. And it's a very, very helpful thing where it's like, oh yeah, I could, we could be doing that. Okay, let's do it. And the thing is also with that kind of stuff is like the more you work, the more you want to work. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I think we all love this. Like yeah. I yes. deeply, and I think you guys the same, you love what you are doing here, what Absolutely. we are doing. This is what I want Even to do. This, yeah. yeah, it's like, for example, I can be, uh, sometimes I think, how were my days before comedy? Like, what? Yeah, what yeah. I, was, I yeah. don't remember. Like, it's weird, but I don't remember my life before. No. Now I'm so involved uh, and you guys as well that. Yeah, like I love spending my nights thinking about what can we do next. Yeah, and yeah. I text the guys in a weird, creepy way at like three a.m. <laughs> guys, guys, guys! I have an idea. <laughs> <laughs> and then she'll write. She recently, right? I'm just writing it down so I don't forget <laughs> in order to not piss us off. I think. But yeah. like, it is it is a very helpful thing, and then it's like a it is a, a real motivator and real fire. I think Bea's the true fire, <laughs> yeah. um, and. Like, let's say I'm, uh, I started with a show and it got people to go up on stage. So it's like, a, I don't know what the analogy would be. I'm the key to start the engine, but like, you know, you're the, oh, you add a spoiler, you add a extra exhaust. It's like all these little parts that add onto the car that make it run much better than an, just a shitty, you know, yeah, car. But, but for me... <laughs> But Worst for analogy me, ever. Like, uh, honestly, uh, and now we are thanking e- each other. Yeah, we're drinking each other uh, off. But like, <laughs> for I example, uh, uh, I mean, I started especially to work on this with Jordan. Mm-hmm. Like, um, Jordan was the one that I would have an idea and he would say, yes, let's do it. Because I have so many ideas, but it's hard sometimes to find someone that is really like, Oh yeah, we can do that. Let's do it. And then actually, and then it. actually do it. And then you also join, like, and you are the same. Like, yeah. Sometimes you can be like, okay, it's fine, whatever. But you are also like, okay, let's do it 
right now, I remember the first time uh, we sit and I said, me and Jordan, we are thinking about building this collective. Do you want to be part of it? And you're like, oh yeah, let's, I want to text the guy of Norblina and we did it right, like in that moment. Yeah, it was yeah. like, I will do it right now. So I really like this, like practical And I'll, t I'll tell you that, I mean, I told you this at the time, but that came from uh, where I went and visited my brother, or sorry, my brother was visiting in Toronto because he works for a financial company and he was working with these guys who are spending, you know, investing millions of dollars. And so they went on to a dinner that cost thousands of dollars and it was just like three of them. And I joined at the end and had a beer and he was saying, oh, you make music. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I make beats for rappers, uh, which is what I did in Toronto. Um, and he was like, oh, I have a friend who works at this company. And in Toronto, I mean, I don't want to put down Toronto too much, but like flakiness is an accepted thing. It's like you could say, oh, let's meet Thursday. And then you don't meet and it's not a weird thing. It's just like people flake out and it, eh, well, it happens. But this guy was like, oh, I have a friend who uh, works at this company, do, does music stuff. Let me, uh, let me give you his contact. He calls him right there, says, hey, there's this guy who's a producer. Uh, let me hand you phone. And he just hands me the phone. I wasn't prepared whatsoever. I'm like, oh, and I set up a meeting right there. And I was like, shit, man, these people who like do things, just do, just do yeah, it immediately. Yeah, cool. And it makes sense because like you can write it down and not get to it. You could procrastinate. I'm a procrastinator. I always was when in at school, yeah, yeah. like wait for the last minute and then do your paper assignment. But like these people are just, okay, I'm, oh, I have to do this. I won't get to it if I procrastinate. Let me just call this person. Yeah. So I started doing that a lot and, more. And what do you love the most about hosting? And what's hosting, by the way, for... Ah, yes, hosting. Right, <laughs> hosting. Do you want to explain hosting? No, what's, what's, what do you think is hosting for, in for general? Me, hosting yeah. is... Uh, damn, maybe I don't know. Uh, <laughs> hosting... Okay. Yeah. I, 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 can, <laughs> I, I know for me, hosting... I mean, it's the same as hosting at a party... It's making people who show up to your party comfortable that they're in your house and feel okay that they're there. Yeah. And so um, that's including them into conversations. If I never was a type of guy who was, who if I'm in a conversation with like, let's say six people and I'm telling a story and they're all into it. If there's one person that's left out, it doesn't make me feel good. I want to bring them in. And so it's kind of making everyone part of the show not necessarily that they have to yell out or something but like making sure that everyone feels comfortable to laugh and everyone feels good and that's why also hosting sometimes i can't do like jokes where i'm a little bit more racy or yeah. controversial because uh i mean i do it sometimes but like l losing the audience it's it's less about it's yeah it's less about like I need to express myself completely. It's more about, let me make you all feel mm -hmm. good that you're watching this. If someone gets on stage and they bomb, let me make fun of it because we're all in this together and I'm understanding that this guy sucked or girl sucked. It's fun. Let's just, it's, it's, it's making, it's providing a good environment for people to relax and enjoy. Should I explain it from more like my semi-autistic brain, like, like base level? Because I, when I tell people like I host a show, sometimes they think it's just me up there for an hour. Okay. So, but hosting, what it is, is you introduce the show. Usually if it's an open mic or a showcase, you have five to 10 comedians. You introduce the show, you introduce the comedians, and then you appear in between each comedian to sort of reset the table uh, and then make sure everyone's on the same page and just have a little buffer between comedians like I've never seen a show where they introduce each other, but I'm sure that happens. Oh, in Italy, in Italy yeah. sometimes yeah, it's like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely that happens. It's sort of the glue, the glue of the show to sort of, yeah, make the audience feel comfortable and like ready to laugh, but also uh, put the comedians uh, on a pedestal and in a place where they're respected yeah, by yeah. the audience. I, yeah. yeah, that's the, very important. The, um, the thing when you were saying like comedians introducing each other, that happens a lot. And I think it's, um, these people are testing their material and then they introduce the next person. And what we're doing is creating, like what Bea was saying, is creating a community. So we are creating a show 
So having a host where people come back and they see the same person with the same energy every time is kind of like a familiarity that we're creating. And so having that is like, is part of this Warsaw community where we're like, it's us again. Here's our show. Mm -hmm. That kind of thing. Yeah. I agree with the fact that like in that moment, that is our home and we are welcoming people. Uh, So it's not only the, uh, to give a structure to the event. So uh, welcome, comedian, welcome. Mm-hmm. So it's like, but also uh, I think the host has the responsibility of uh, understanding the vibes of the audience much more than uh, the comedian because the yeah. comedian needs to try his set yeah. in the most comfortable way possible. So I think the the... And all the comedians should go on stage introduced in the, like to have the best time. Like to, we need to provide not only for the audience, but also for the comedians that goes up on stage. And each comedian is very different from each other, but still they need to have uh, the best time. And because English comedy is pretty new in Warsaw and other places in Europe, we've had a lot of shows where over half the audience has never seen a comedy show. So you have to, prepare uh, the audience for, for instance, if I get a sense early in the show while introducing that people might be easily offended, I might say something like, these are all great people. You know, they're not here to hurt you. <laughs> they're here to make you laugh. So if uh, if they say something that sort of puts you off, you know, give them a second chance to, to win you back and sort of soften them and get them ready for various styles of comedy. Because uh, if you haven't seen a comedy show, I've seen this before, people can get very tense around certain subjects. So sort of like massaging the audience into a place where they're willing to accept uh, what's about to happen. Yeah, I, I, there is a part of it though that also is like, like if you do say, I, and I've said it bef- both ways where I've said, this guy's a super funny guy. I like him very much. Here he is. And he is funny and it's fine. But you can also overdo it. You can be oh, like, for sure. this this person's so funny. You, oh, oh yeah. They'll, they'll yeah, ruin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. For me, it's not like saying good stuff about the next comedian. Yeah. It's more about make the audience relaxed before the mm-hmm. next comedian. Right. Yeah. yeah. You need to know yeah. their style. Because, for example, too. I'm not sure if I say this is guy is very funny and then he goes there and he bomb, I feel that the audience will not trust me yeah, the next time that I will say this guy is very funny. So I never say this guy is very funny. I'm, 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 maybe I say I like like this is my friend that's like I try to get them on the page that they are friends yeah yeah if if, if someone's prone to bombing I think a, a good thing to say is it's like that they're nice I don't know like <laughs> be nice to them also I do I do an, like uh when because I allow people who have never done it before I try mm-hmm. and leave a spot yeah. for one mm-hmm. person to at least try and so I'm always like, they could suck. They could, and like, mm-hmm. we'll see. Oh yeah, shit. Yeah. And it gives them a buffer that like, gives if they suck. And also afterwards, if they did well, you're like, oh shit, he oh, didn't suck. And it's kind of like a, you know, we're all on the, same, this, page. On the same page. Yeah, it's basically yeah. being on the same page with everybody. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There was this comedian that for like a couple of months kept doing these jokes that were, he would lose, I want to say 30 to 50% of the audience just from them being offended. And that's, I think at that time, just sort of introducing him, like he's probably going to say some fucked up shit. You're not going to like, <laughs> you know, just like get them a little bit ready. And then that gives a little bit, because they're probably expecting something much worse. So when he comes out and it, it, it started going better. For me, for example, it's like, I, I don't say, please be nice. To yeah, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm no, saying. No, no, no. Yeah. But sometimes I, I heard someone, or maybe you're saying, I I said, like, said that, yeah. uh, be nice. Like, yeah, yeah. this is comedy. We are f- like something like that. Because I don't care if they are nice, like, if the audience is nice. I care that they listen with uh, like carefully to the comedian and they are open minded. Like, the being nice is they like, it's if you are a nice person, but uh, nice in the not in a way like, oh, Bravo, bravo! I, I don't I don't want the the audience to be stupid in a way uh, that uh, they need to be nice, like mandatory. They can all laugh together because the comedian is not funny. For example, like for me, what is important is not that they are nice, but but that they are willing to be open minded. 
I think that our job is also to make the comedians feeling that it's a home also for them. Like, yeah. uh, for example, I've, I've been, especially in Italy, in uh, comedy shows in which the comedians will not talk with each other. It was like, oh, I, I, I walk in, I don't talk with anyone was talking, the, the host was not like, you know, introducing the new comedian or like to the other comedians. And I felt much more stressed going on stage because I was like, oh, I have no one from my side. Yeah. While I... I saw and I experienced that when you feel that whatever the comedians are with you, uh, they not have to be nice, but if they are with you, uh, you're like the comedian always perform like at his best. Yeah. Let's let's talk about um, something interesting to me because it's happened a few times at recent shows. People will be talking. There were these uh, this group of three or four women that this happened at two shows. They would sit right to my left. And this is at the comedy hole at Clar, so like within a f- two feet of me, a foot maybe. And they kept whispering and like chatting to themselves and like about something. And at a certain point, I was like, "All right, what is it?" <laughs> like they kept just being like, and they were like, "Oh, you dated our friend." And it it threw me off. <laughs> to be honest, I was like, "Which one?" And they told me the name, and I was like. Don't Again, don't, <laughs> don't don't recall, uh, and then eventually it just became part of the show. This isn't a good example. Uh, <laughs> Number one. Can we 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 should have we this should have not bragging. We should actually that have I dated shots. someone. You guys have dated people to say I dated someone is not bragging. We should have sh- <laughs> we should have shots every. Every fucking time, Jordan. How is this bragging? No, we should like shots with whatever. You have beer or you have water. Have water. It's a sober. Yeah, let's do. Let's play this game. We have shots of whatever. Uh, Not Jordan because Jordan is doing his dry month that will last. uh, We don't know. It's been a week already. Uh, Let's do this. Are you? You want to do this? Yeah, let's do that. Not only shots, but like. What's the game? So every. Jordan is bragging. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even understand it. I I'm just talking it. about my life, Jordan guys. My life is, is incredible. Yeah. Every, every, every time Jordan is bragging, <laughs> we have a shot. So I'm doing, I'm doing a sober month. I think everyone should do a sober month so that they can appreciate like how beautiful life can be when you're drunk. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, but in general, uh, talking about uh, heckling again, I remember uh, the question was basically uh, if you have, if we had ever someone that was very like heckling or anyway interrupting the like constantly the show. I just remember I was in Italy and there was this guy who was very drunk. He was very drunk and. Uh, so I went there and I started to say my set and it was like, oh guys, you all look like uh, cool. I don't remember what I said. And then I said, beside Giovanni. And the entire time of my set, uh, whatever nice thing I was saying, and then I was like, beside Giovanni. And people were laughing every time I was just, you know, pointing him out because he was fucking annoying. Yeah. At one point I just had to say, almost shut the fuck up. Ah, yeah, I probably say that. Oh wait, Giovanni the no no he was like no 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 it was like in Italy I was having a set and there was this guy named Giovanni Giovanni is a very common name and at one point I think I said but now Giovanni you should shut the fuck up and everybody laughed and he said no no oh my god there was this guy yeah uh, uh, this guy was super drunk this is at resort and he was just interrupting like constantly he was yelling you would say a premise and he would be like yeah Right. Just like, because he was so into the show and his wife was with him uh, and she was incredibly embarrassed. And so my set that should have been five minutes lasted like eight just because I was constantly interacting with this guy. I just interacted with him, but I roasted the shit out of him because he was like, he was like, oh, just got married. And <laughs> was he a little drunk? He was extremely drunk. Uh, and he was like, fuck yeah. And so I was like, at your wedding, uh, did you... You know, it's like, uh, uh, you may kiss the bride and you said, kiss it. I'm going to fuck it. Ugh. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, I had to set that up better. They cut this part out. He, he had, he had called his wife it multiple times <laughs> prior to this. I see. Uh, but I just, 
he wouldn't have shut up if I had asked him to, essentially. So I just basically went through my set, well, pulling the, him into it. I, yeah. to, I totally understand because yeah. even with, uh, like when I bartended, I would have to kick people out. And I'm a big guy. And if I'm kicking people out, and I never did it actually, but like, because I already knew, I understood that if you go up to somebody and you're like, get the fuck out, then, and they're drunk, you're starting a fight. Yeah. But if you go near them, you comfort them, you say, hey, like today we can't, we can't have a drink. I have to stop serving you. I'm sorry. You've had too much, but hey, come back tomorrow, man. I'll get you a drink. No problem. Like you get them on your side and you, you want to make sure that they're feeling okay about being kicked out. You he, know? he bought us all drinks after that. He loved being roasted. Yeah. 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 And yeah. so it's, it's a good thing to do to like, even the people who you don't want to talk or don't want in the show, maybe like to be like, Hey, you know, we're all in this together kind of thing. And so that kind of ties into the whole community thing that you guys are. Have you had this? What? This, uh, person that won't show th- you had that Lucy lady at Rakieta. Yeah. But there is something it's, it was, she was a little bit charming. It was specific because it was so bizarre. Um, I had it a few times and like, like I said, I've done it well and I've done it poorly, but like there was this one lady who was older, who, uh, was, uh, used to be an English teacher. And so she came, she comes back every so often and she's a good part of the audience. She will yell out sometimes, but like, it's fun to make fun of her and she takes it well. Yeah. I think that's a big thing is like, she takes it well. Cause I, I'll be like, you know, like, Oh, you're learning English or I'll like, go back to her even when she isn't talking. And so it's, uh, it really has to do with her taking it well, because if you made fun of somebody and they don't feel good and everyone's laughing, then that's fine. Fuck it. Yeah. But she takes it very well. Um, she said some weird things that everyone's like, what the fuck? And it could be a whole, <laughs> you know, five minutes on what, how weird she is. But, uh, but yeah, so that, so definitely, and she'll be back hopefully. And like, yeah. I'll see her again. And, and then we can tell the audience, Hey, here's this lady who does this and that and is bizarre. And you have some like weird things that you could talk about. And uh, so I asked you before, what is the thing that you love the most about hosting? Uh-huh. And you gave your, and what about you, Jordan? I think I, I love most about it. Yeah. Just gaining the experience, to be honest, like dealing with these weird situations that you have more opportunities to deal with that kind of shit as a host yeah. uh, and sort of feeding off of the audience over a longer period. I think what I like most of it about it is uh, you start with them as sort of this clay and then over the course of a night, you can sort of build a narrative around what's happened with the show, mm-hmm. more opportunities for callbacks um, and your starting point can be so much more different than your uh, finishing point, even than a 20 some minute set. I've never done a full hour, um, but even a full hour is, it's not mostly interacting with the audience. So I think of course. having a whole night of interacting with the audience and being able to pull a room together over that period of time is what I like mm. most about it. Yeah. Yes. And I think also like, cause w- what I love about hosting, I would say, is also gaining crowd work experience yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. where you get to talk to the audience and you you kind of learn how to talk to the yeah. audience. And it, I've noticed even for, let's say I'm not hosting, I'm just doing like a five minute set. If I just go straight into jokes and especially in a room like Comedy Hole where we would do it in the basement, not outside, where it's, you know, 30 yeah. people in a, it's packed into this tiny room if I just go right into jokes, I'm not acknowledging that, hey, I can fucking see you right there. Yeah. Like, and so to be exactly. like, exactly. So, so to be like, oh, you get it. Oh, what's going on here? Oh, like, yeah. you know, it, it's almost like going into a group of friends and then you just start telling your story as opposed to being like, hey, man, how you doing? What, yeah. What's happening? You know? Yeah. And so like, so I see you doing that. I see you talking to the audience yeah. and you're good with that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I not Jordan. Not Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, we have different type uh, type of hosting uh, and I think we work well. But what's your what's the thing you love about it? What I love the most uh so of course it's uh, to the crowd work experience that I get out of it uh but it's also uh so there is like more the comedy 
part, but there is also the human part, which I love. Like, for example, the, I love that in comedy, all the weirdos are welcome. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care your background, like, from the audience. Like, you can be uh, nerd about video games or you can be a scientist. Uh, you know, probably mm-hmm. those people are the same. Uh, but in general, I, I like <laughs> I like <laughs> I like that comedy welcomes any type of whatever person. And in in the room while we're having our shows, everyone is the same. Like everyone, there is no you know there is no difference. Yeah. And I love the fact that I can provide uh, entertaining moment and time to the people that they go home. And they are happy. Like, I really love the, like, I yeah. truly love the fact that yeah. pe- those people go home and they were like, oh, this, like, maybe they had a tough day, but they come to our show and they're like, oh, today was not bad. You know what I mean? Like, there, yeah. There is something that happened actually at the Norblin shows, which is the Sunday show uh, that we do that I host, that comedians who have done at least many minutes showcase can showcase them their stuff that they've worked on and it's for a bigger room and that kind of stuff and i I remember last time there was a couple to the side who just straight face no laughing immediately yeah and i started talking to them and was pointing them out and like you know making them comfortable and slowly but surely like the the guy and and the girl like they were they both started being warmer it's not like Here's a show, and if you don't like it, you go home and you're like, I hated that. Yeah. Here's a show where you are part of it. I'm talking to you. They feel like they are, they were like, they can go home and be like, oh, that was a fun show. Like, just because you, the the performer talked to yeah. them. Bringing so, yeah, people I, into the show. Yeah. I love to give good time to people. Yeah. It's like, that's the best for me. And, totally and talking about uh, crowd work, I think there is difference when you host uh, shows like in a small room, in a big room. Uh, let's talk about this because it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, for example, I c- you cannot do the same thing that you do in uh, Clar Underground in Clar Outdoor, for example. Or yeah. you cannot do the same that we go with, we do, that you do in Raketa than what, what we you do in Norblin. Because, yeah. for example, Norblin is gigantic. People maybe don't hear what the guy in the first row says. Sure. So, wh- what do you think? Uh, there is something for the Nor- Norblin one is like, I try and even do this in Raketa because I've experienced it as an audience member where the audience member says something and you didn't hear it. And the person on stage, the host or the comedian just responds to it. And you're like, you don't get it because you just didn't hear it. So I try and repeat yeah. this, uh, what oh, yeah, they yeah. said. And especially if like, I've done it in Raketa where they're, it's funny. The person said something funny actually. And people around them laugh, but people in the back didn't. People on the side over there didn't. And so I'm, I repeat, I'm like, this motherfucker said this. And, you know, try and get the whole yeah, audience yeah, into it. I, I love doing crowd work uh, at Klar. So underground, it's 35, 40 people. They're all packed in. It's a little dungeon. Everyone can hear what everyone says. Yeah. If someone farts, you can hear it. You can hear everything. And crowd work is supernatural because you don't have to repeat what the person said because everyone in the room heard it. Whereas Clar Outdoors is a lot more challenging. Yeah. And it's almost like a workout. You have to force yourself to repeat everything yeah, yeah, yeah. that just happened, yeah. the context, what that person did, because people and, can't see yeah, them, what they exactly. said. Exactly. And yeah. also I saw it work less. Like for it's example, when I did uh crowd work in um outdoor on Wednesday, mm-hmm. I honestly didn't like how it like came out just because the people cannot see the person. Uh, the people cannot hear the person. Yes, it's as you said, it's a workout. And also maybe it's not the place where to do crowd work. Yeah. Like I think in those big rooms, you need to find something that everybody can see, for example, on the stage. Like yeah. for me, the crowd work is different when you are on, like when you have a mm. big room, you don't, mainly do crowd work, you do a different type of crowd work. Like you point something that everybody can see, uh, not talking directly to someone and asking, oh, so what's your name? What's your job? Uh, it's just different. Like I, I think I need to really work on Wednesday about, outdoor. about the room. I yeah. do think you need to repeat the people saying, because sometimes I heard No, yes, but I think it just doesn't make sense. Like maybe 
to do crowd work in so big rooms. Crowd work in it a way that you that you go to this person and ask, so what's your job? What's your day? It's less. You don't it would work less. You don't see it in specials that often, but mm. you do see it. So like yeah. Jesselnik's special thoughts and prayers, he very intentionally does crowd work. Uh, and just and re- repeats but it back for example, it Andrew Schultz, uh, it, did you watch? Oh, yeah, you watch, yeah, it? watch it. So yeah. he's he's famous for his crowd work, right? And in his last um, special, he do, he make fun of people, but he doesn't ask them question. He's like, "Oh, uh, you are a couple, so this is everything can see that." And he actually answered them in more mm. than more than uh, asking them question. He's already providing the answer. So, oh, you are a couple. Oh, are you, uh, do you use, uh, um, uh, contraceptive? Con- yeah. So he's just like making jokes that it, it doesn't matter what is the answer, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I think this is interesting. Like you can, for example, you can still do crowd work with two people, but without really talking to them. Sure. My f- sorry, if, you, if you know what I mean. Yeah, this yeah. is an aside, but my favorite thing to ask couples is, how many people have you had sex with? Both answer at the same time. <laughs> jo- <laughs> Jordan is bragging. No. I'm just talking about comedy, guys. If that comes off as bragging to you, that's your problem. But uh, I do think that for the outdoor... <laughs> you know, he's getting mad. <laughs> I, I'm, I feel delightful. Um, uh, on the outdoor thing, also, there could be, like you said about, oh, you talk about something that everyone sees. You could couple, uh, instead of... I mean, you can absolutely talk to just two people, but like, for instance, there's that section where it's everyone's on the kind of like lazy boy chairs or the, I don't know what they're called in English. I know in Polish for some reason. Like for the beach almost. Yeah, the beach chairs. Uh, The recliners. Recliner. Yeah, yeah, recliners, I guess. Um, You know, it's like everyone sees that there's recliners there and then there's the tall tables and like you could group people together and it could be like everyone sees that 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 group, you it's, know, as opposed to just those couple people that no one really sees and no one sees even the yeah. like how that person looks. Yeah. So I think it, that's interesting. Like I want to try to do some more kind of this type of crowd work when I have big rooms or outdoor, like less directly talking to people. For example, there was this uh, on Wednesday. There was the first uh, line of people sitting on the table. They were not there for the show. They they were there for drinking. And before the show, I went up to them and I say, oh, guys, you are here for the show. And I say, no. Uh, And they were like really with this serious face, like, no, we are not interesting. And then uh, I talked to them, but it was more like, uh, oh guys, you are not here for the show. So I already told the story, not uh, not waiting for them to answer. I, I think I will work more on doing something like sure. that. Sure, good. Do we have any advice for people who want to start a show? Uh, you have to know the owner of the venue. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, first first <laughs> yeah. of all, for me, it's like, do it. Because you never know if you will be a good host or a bad host until... Yeah. Also, definitely the first time you're going to do it, it's going to be nerve wracking. And even booking comedians is, is yeah. the most nerve wracking and like making sure you making sure oh. you have a show. Oh, please. Let's talk about what is all the work that you not just the work while you host, yeah. but all the pre work yeah. of a show. OK, OK. So the question are two. Uh, advising for people that w- would like to start uh, hosting and uh, all the pre-work uh, to be done uh, yeah. before a show. What happens? The yeah. number one Not, thing. Yeah, let's go from the second one. I think it's more Yeah, because the number one thing uh, that I think that what triggered the, the question is like the number one thing for me when I started is because I just wanted to get up on stage and do it. So that's all. So the prep of like doing your jokes or being nervous or anything like that is just what's going to happen. But like you have to book a bunch of comedians. Comedians drop out last second. They're unreliable sometimes. Sometimes they're very reliable, of course. But like it's so annoying that you have to kind of like slowly but surely just not care. Just you're going to you're going to do your show and you're going to get to the point where you're confident that you can put together a good show. So one comedian dropping out is not a big deal and uh, trusting that everyone's a man or woman of their word 
is not something you need to like die on. It's not a hill you have to die on. You can just be like, yeah, that person dropped out, whatever. Yeah, for me, it's just a matter of timing. Like, I, if you, if I, if you give your name and then before, like, an, a day before the show, you just drop, it's fine. But if you do it the day of the show, of oh, sure, I'm I, for sure, I'm get a bit pissed. There, there are some comedians that just are kind of unreliable. It's like part of it. And if if you have a show that. If you want there to be 10 comedians and there's eight and two of those people are kind of unreliable, try really hard to get up to 10, <laughs> you know, like just to have a buffer. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. just working around people's idiosyncrasies. and No, just also because now we are having a good number of comedians. Yeah. So if someone drop, it's fine. But if you have a show with uh, seven comedians, one drop, it's and then or less, it's going to be a bit not entertaining as much as I would like for the audience. Yeah. Because it's an open mic, so you cannot do 10 minutes per comedian all the time because sometimes the comedian can bomb for 10 minutes while with five minutes, it's like the, the show has more uh, rhythm, yeah. it's more funny, it's more entertaining, different people, different cultures. So, um, yeah. I think I think for myself, I'm a stiff person sometimes. I'm loose in lots of areas of my life, but like time, I'm always on time or early. And you were 15 minutes early. Today. Yeah, yeah, that's classic me. And like, it doesn't serve me well a lot of the time, especially in the world of comedy or music. Like, no musicians are on time. Yeah. Comedians, yeah, same. But like, some pe people just, it, you know, and to be like, be on time or else you're wasting my time because I can't make time back. I can make money, but I can't make time. Like, that kind of like line in the sand, it is as much as I can't change myself. I can at least change the perspective of like, relax, relax a yeah. little bit. Like it's not such a big deal. Yeah, yeah. And I'm so stiff about certain things. And so hosting after a year even, like you realize, ah, you know what, relax. These people are like, it'll be fine. Yeah. It's, it's also maybe kind of a lack of self-confidence in how good the show is going to be. And so people drop out and you're like, oh no, the show won't be as good. Well, it's up to you. Make the show good but it doesn't matter that you don't have this one comedian make the show good like have some confidence in yourself that you can put together a good show and one person drops out yeah. it's not the end of the world yeah, yeah of course yeah uh, i completely agree like I, I it's fine if someone drops it's just a matter of organization a bit especially because for example for the comedy hall uh we released uh, the day before the poster with all the faces of the comedians and names uh, and I know that, for example, some member of the audience, they come also to see a specific comedian. Like, yeah. for example, people love Ricky. Uh, yeah. And when he's there, I know that people come. Oh, I, I, I came because I want to see Ricky. Yeah, I can. sure. So, um, you know, like putting, it's it's a work because the pre-work uh, that is done, uh, it's also promo-wise. And uh, also the building of the lineup. Uh, yeah, yeah. To balance I don't it. want to send yeah. it seven times. Mm -hmm. Justice. Yeah, yeah. I, on being on time, I used to work in video for a few years, and like in video and film, call time is the call time, and so that was really ingrained into me to always be on time and to be kind of pissed off when people are late. And I, yeah, I've just also had to drop that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with comedy because it's different category and of people. I worked on movie sets where I'm like an actor, and I go in, you know, five hours before I'm ever called even sometimes i've i've gone in where i don't perform that day at all and i'm called in at six in the morning and i spend all day in the trailer do nothing and like as much as i'm like what the fuck i'm waiting why did you call me in i understand if you have like 300 people on set yep. and you need all of them to be there be on time like you have to call them in that early unfortunately money's burning if, yeah. if someone's not there what is calling calling is like a Call time is the time you have to show up. Oh, okay, or, okay. You know, yeah, call yeah. time is the thing. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. It's the, like my call time six a.m. So you show up at in, six a.m. Yeah, you Berlin, know if you're late, you've you fucked up. Oh, like yeah. Okay. In Berlin, they have uh, they give times like okay, if you perform the first half, come at this time. If you perform in the second half, come at this time. Because there, there are so many shows per night that sometimes comedians they get a spot in the first half then they know that at nine they need to be in another place it makes sense when there are more shows and also it's good like to give timings to comedians I think what do you what do you think of is the hardest non-hosting part of hosting 
So starting a show, promoting, corralling comedians. I think it's finding the venue. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, yeah Fuck yeah. yeah. All yeah. the venue stuff the venue. is the... It should be easier. It should be. It should be easier. But Ariel said this earlier that to get a venue for a comedy show, you, you just have to know the owner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that reality. was a big thing here in Warsaw is because I'm a DJ and I know a lot of the clubs. And so that was it. Like, you know, and so uh, I know the owner of Raketa and, or at least a part owner or whatever. And they were needed some shows. And I said, I want to do a stand up show in English. Um, and the owner, you know, the owner's like, maybe do a variety show. So I had some music at the beginning, but like, it was only their experience that told them it should be a variety show. Okay. Like they didn't know that stand up by itself could be a driving force. And so, uh, I know I would just rather see some stand up. and mind you, there was some improv people and who are awesome improvisers here in Warsaw, but like, and so they were a good part of the show, but I just wanted a stand up show. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's all connections, but mind you, I came here to Warsaw as a DJ. I knew one connection and then I just went to places. It's the same as trying to find a job, yeah. especially as a bartender or something. You just go to the place, hand in your resume. But what I did was just go to a place, ask for the manager, talk to the manager, said, give me a shot. Then I performed and then it was good. And then it, uh, I could perform again. And that was basically every place. And then word of mouth, especially for DJing, is like, oh, he was a great DJ. He showed up on time mm -hmm. or something, whatever. Like, you know, then you work with other people, you work with other DJs, they recommend you. And then slowly but surely you're getting called as opposed to you showing up to the, to the venue to get booked. They're calling you and you've never played there before because of your reputation. Yeah. I know the owner of Clar. That's why we have Clar. Yeah. But <laughs> I, 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 yeah, and about repetition, I think that now with all this social promo we are doing, now it will can, be yeah. in case we need a, like for some showcase uh, another venue, it would be easier to find one because we can say, oh, we have experience. We yeah. have this like and it's uh, ex tested. Social, social yeah. proof, yeah. Yeah, and social proof. Also, yeah, social proof is probably huge because even I tried to get us the venue... Uh, whatever, the, a venue that it was in Warsaw that I've DJed at many times. And the manager's awesome. He hooked me up immediately with the owner, but it didn't work out. And it's kind of like if we have more to show, which I think we do now, um, but still we will gain more and more. Like seeing like, hey, this could be actually a very good night for your club or for your bar because of look at our track record. Like, that's a huge thing to show, you know? Comedy. Comedy. Comedy.